Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello and welcome to the Billboard.com Pop Shop Podcast. My name is Keith Caulfield, and I am the co-director of charts at Billboard. Joining me as always is Billboard.com senior editor Katie Brenda Vaccaro Atkinson. Hi, Keith. Hi, Katie. One nine hundred. This is Pop Shop. This is what I sound like now after a long <laughs> Billboard Music Awards weekend, where Katie also was there for a bachelorette weekend. Vegas, baby. She did Vegas right. <laughs> she was not only working, she was playing in Vegas. <laughs> oh. We're going to get stories about uh, the thunder from down under later on in the show. I swear this is just like a legit cold, though. Yeah. <laughs> and not Vegas yeah, related, I but... <laughs> I, think, I think it's actually just a cold. Here it's, we are. <laughs> it's not just like the hangover weekend. Um, so the Billboard Pop Shop podcast is your one-stop shop for all things pop on Billboard's weekly charts. In addition... You can always count on a lively discussion about the week's big pop news, fun chart stats and stories, and guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop. This week on the show, we are recapping our experience at the 2016 Billboard Music Awards, where we talked to everyone from Fifth Harmony and Ariana Grande to Megan Trainer and Shawn Mendes. We'll talk about what you didn't see on TV, along with some of our favorite moments from the show and the whole BBMA's weekend. Plus, we've got an interview with BBMA performer Troy Savon, who we caught up with the day before his performance, so stay tuned for that. In addition, we've got updates on the Billboard 200 Albums Chart and the Billboard Hot 100 Songs Chart, and a fun chart stat of the week that you won't want to miss. But first, before we get started... If you enjoy the podcast, subscribe to the show on iTunes so you won't miss an episode and give us a rating or review while you're at it. If you have any questions for us, feel free to tweet us at Keith underscore Caulfield or KT Atkinson. And if you want to explore more podcasts from Billboard, visit iTunes.com slash Billboard Podcasts. Oh, yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. Well, you're you're radio talking for the both of us. Yeah, I'm I'm taking up I'm 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 talking for the both of us. Also, my lips are so dry. It's when if I talk too widely, my lip starts to split. Oh, no. So we're a hot mess today. Yeah, we're a couple of hot messes. <laughs> um, yeah. So um, let's talk about the charts first before we move on to the Billboard uh, Music Awards. So on the Billboard 200 Albums chart, Drake's Views album holds at number one for a third straight week. And in doing so, he locks an incredible number of streams from the album. Um, I'll get to the streams thing in just a second. Uh, In the week ending May 19th, the album earned 239,000 equivalent 
album units, of which 83,000 were in traditional album sales. Of course, all of that data is according to Nielsen Music. Further, the album generated 186.1 million streams for its tracks that week. That's up 32% compared to the previous week. So why did it all of a sudden just jump out of nowhere? That's a really good question, Katie. Or was it not out of nowhere? Um, well, see, I was confused, too, when I saw the number. I'm like, hold on, wait, whoa, is there something wrong with our numbers? And then I remembered, wait, wait it became widely available to all streaming services. Aha, so Spotify comes in. And, yes. Yeah, okay. Because the album was exclusively released through um, Apple Music streaming service and uh, the iTunes store um, for its first uh, two weeks, I believe. Um, well, definitely the first two weeks in terms of streams, it was exclusive to Apple Music, and then it became widely available. So that's why it suddenly had this big jump. Um, the cool thing about that is that Views now has the top three streaming weeks ever for an album. So its debut frame, which was 245.1 million streams, its third week, which we just said was 186.1 million, and then its second week, which is 140.8 million. And then uh, rounding out the top five biggest weeks for an album in terms of streams for its tracks... Uh, in fourth place is the debut of Beyonce's Lemonade, which had 115.2 million streams. And fifth is Justin Bieber's Purpose debut with 100.4 million. It almost feels like streaming is growing. It, it's funny. <laughs> it, and, it, and, it, and it all really happened um, basically since uh, like last like December. And, I, and you, you, a lot of the times this happens sometimes around Christmas time where people really start to transition or adapt to a new service or application or function because they get a bunch of new gadgets for the holidays. Sure. Um, and we see a huge rush um, in digital sales or streams around the holidays as kids are at home for two weeks, they got nothing else to do. And they're like, let me start streaming stuff. Yep. Um, but we've also seen this year, um, a lot of big superstar albums come out in really unconventional ways. Streaming only and, and exclusive to certain platforms. And, yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, uh, elsewhere in the top 10, and speaking of streaming stuff, there's another big streaming event that happens in the top 10 this week. Uh, Megan Trainer and Chance the Rapper uh, make big news in the top 10 as Trainer secures the top debut of the week at number three with her second full-length album, Thank You, while Chance the Rapper's coloring book starts at number eight and becomes the first streaming exclusive album to hit the chart. Coloring Book launches with 38,000 equivalent album units, and nearly all of those units were generated by streams from the album's tracks via Apple Music, uh, where the album was exclusively available. Now, when I say nearly all, because I think there was like one song from the album that was on maybe one other streaming service, so like a handful of streams came from somewhere else. Got it. But it was all streams. There were no track sales. This album was not put up for sale. None of the songs were available to purchase. Yeah. It was just all streams. Um, and it's the first album to be completely, totally, only streaming powered on the Billboard 200 chart. So an album that is like virtually available. Yeah. Um, completely, like not even purchasable. Yeah. It's on the chart. And not even just on the chart, it's in the top 10. Yeah. Um, and Chance the Rapper isn't on a label. Independent still. Totally independent. Yep. I think he released this through TuneCore, which is a service that a lot of indie artists use. Um, and he's not like he's a nobody. I mean, he's, right. he's like, he's. it's amazing what he's done on his own. Yep. Um, Actually, and- I was watching one of your interviews from the red carpet uh, on Sunday, 
and you were talking to Sean Mendez and yeah. you asked him what any if he could work with any artist, his like dream collaboration, and he said Chance the Rapper. Yeah. So I mean like yeah, he's done pretty well for himself as an indie artist, to say the very least. Chance, call up Sean. Yeah, yeah. By the way, make that happen. Make it happen. Um, uh, oh, and if you're wondering how our numbers work out, how it figures out, uh, the album actually generated 57.3 million streams. I don't think I actually said that number yet. And each streaming equivalent album unit is equal to 1,500 streams from an album. That's the math that we use to figure out our chart. So if you take a raw streaming number, like 57.3 million, you divide it by 1,500 to get what its streaming equivalent album unit is. So it's not like, you know, somebody just listens to the album one time and it's the equivalent of buying the album on the Billboard 200 chart. Right. There has to be, we have to, there has to be 1,500 streams of tracks from an album yep. so that could be 1500 streams of just just one, one song just one song yeah, yeah um or all of the tracks combined it's all very scientific it's very scientific um over on the hot 100 uh drake scores a second non-consecutive week atop the billboard hot 100 which means he's atop both the billboard 200 and the hot 100 this week look at drake um as on the hot 100 one dance featuring Wizkid and kyla Rebounds two to one. The song returns to the top after Justin Timberlake soared in at number one last week. Katie's favorite artist with "Can't Stop the Feeling," which was, <laughs> which this week drops to number three. Thank you for including that exclamation point in your pronunciation. <laughs> feeling. <laughs> um, uh, Hot 100 chart manager and fellow co-director of charts Gary Trust points out a fun chart stat online this week about the Hot 100. Uh, Rihanna's "Needed Me." Uh, holds at number 10 and last week when uh, Needed Me hit the top 10 it became Rihanna's 29th Hot 100 top 10 single tying her with Michael Jackson for the third most top 10s in the charts history now only her fellow BBMA's performer Madonna who has 38 top 10s and the Beatles with 34 have more top 10 hits and Rihanna just passed the 28 earned by Stevie Wonder, another BBMA's performer. Hey! Um, he joined Madonna for the pair's show-closing tribute to Prince on Sunday night, duetting on Purple Rain after Madonna's solo version of Nothing Compares to You. Uh, I feel like, Katie, this is a good place to transition to our discussion about the Billboard Music Awards. I would say, I mean, you just uh, set it up I so set, beautifully. I set that up a little but bit. But then we talked about it, so that kind of ruins the segue. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> What are you going to do? We ruined the segue <laughs> by saying there was a segue. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, what were what were some of your highlights from the show, Katie? Because you were we were both backstage for the duration of the show. Katie uh, saw most of the show. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to watch the feed, although I was like, I was by our photo lounge. And so, you know, when somebody like, say, Britney, Britney Spears, Spears walked for in. instance, rolls back, we quiet the feed down a little bit, let her have her moment, play some music so she can take some photos. Uh, but How yeah. long was she in there? It was like, she, it was like a minute. Seconds? It was a minute. Yeah. Like she came in and she did a minute with us and she did a, like a minute with the Billboard Music Awards photo lounge, the official show photo lounge. And then she breezed back out as quickly as she came in. And uh, but it was like, whoa, I never thought I'd be this close to Britney. Hi, Britney. Uh, so that was awesome. Uh, but as far as actually on the show, on the show the I actually really loved Britney's performance, I which opened too. the show. Um, I actually it's funny. I was writing about it. So I, I went and I timed it which is really weird, but it was uh, seven minutes and 48 seconds of uh, of hits from Britney. Well, uh, mostly hits. Some of those songs yeah, were some, pretty obscure. That's true. And actually, she played I Really Love Breathe On Me. It's one of my favorite Britney songs. It was never, like, never a radio hit or anything. And 
uh, I love to do spin class to breathe on me. It's a great spin song. <laughs> really? Yeah. But it's not up tempo. Do you ever, well, have you ever been to a spin class before? No. Okay. So like in addition to the, like the upbeat stuff, there's also a lot of like hill climbing you do in spin class, like where you're like, like a lot of resistance is on and you're like climbing up a hill. That's where they play a slower, like driving song. That was a perfect one for that. Wow. Perfect. There's a fun fact. Well, I, I think the um, the opening medley was designed to not only showcase uh, her hits, but also her uh, piece of me show in Vegas. Absolutely. Because a lot of the sets and uh, accoutrement that was used in the production were from her show yeah. at the Access Theater at Planet Hollywood. Uh, and Breathe on Me and Touch of My Hand... Um, and I Love Rock and Roll, which were all part of the medley, are all songs that she added to the Piece of Me show this past when March. When she revamped it. When she revamped the, the show. And um, uh, her fans have been going sort of bonkers over the revamped show since March. And I've watched YouTube clips. And I'm like, woo, girl. How good does she look, too? She oh, my God. She looks so amazing. She looks so good. She walked past us on the red carpet outside. Yeah. Um, like she did photos. Oh, she had that black cape number on, right? Yeah. She walked by. I'm like, it's Brittany. It's Brittany. Oh my God, Brittany. And (laughs) I was backstage. She was was like 10 feet away. I'm like, it's Brittany. And she looks, oh my God. And then she just breezed on in. Yep. Um, but yeah, so much hierography. Oh my God. Um, So good. And then did you see, she tweeted after the show that all she wanted was a cheeseburger. (laughs) She's probably like, been, girl, you earned that cheeseburger. Been, you go. She's probably been off carbs for so for long. For real. And I think people were also freaking out because um, she busted out the, and I, I haven't compared it, but the I'm a Slave for You hand choreography where she does that thing with her hands yep. in front of her face and the do, do, do. Anyway, um, lots of hair flips. and No no Python this time, but the, the moves from the VMA performance for sure. That what it, All that, the, the hair that she was working yeah. was working very well. <laughs> um, I really liked, um, the, the, well, the Celine Dion oh my God. performance and then her being presented the Icon Award by as a surprise. Her 15-year-old son. By her 15-year-old son, and she broke down and cried on stage. So did I. I mean, I, I was standing I, next to Keith, just next like weeping. Katie was lost. She just lost. I was it. done. I really did. Silvio comes over. Our coworker, My I boss. should say, Keith's boss, uh, came over and was just like, "Calm down, Katie. <laughs> Get it together, Katie." Um, I, yeah, I was like, "Why is Katie crying?" But it was so. It was just so touching. I mean, first of all, she's been through a lot, um, and second of all, she just seems like just such a sincere, genuine human being. When and she just seems to like really. Uh, just be touched by everybody like you know she got a standing ovation after her performance and she could just really feel that and she actually talked to our coworker Shira yeah. backstage after the performance she was you know very graciously talking about Madonna and Stevie Wonder's tribute uh, to Prince and then kind of transitioned into her own personal um, you know experience with loss this year and she's just a fabulous human basically yeah. um, what else what else oh Madonna performed yes and uh, she closed the show with a a tribute that was introduced by Questlove. Yes. Um, Questlove wrote a speech about uh, Prince uh, passing away. And uh, what did he what did he call it? Did he call it? He did. He called it departing, I think moving on. He, he didn't he called it something. He had a, he had a very specific word, which would have been great if I had actually remembered the word. Um, and then Madonna came out and in this amazing Pur- purple like lavender, lavender shiny, shiny like uh 
lace and uh, word uh, i don't just pa- paisley I, you could prince would have worn this outfit this yes. outfit like would have been this, a prince outfit this would have been like something that prince or wendy or lisa or sheila e would have worn in 1984 yes like if the billboard music awards were on tv in 84 85 and he was there to accept an award on behalf of purple rain yep <laughs> he would have been wearing that yes it was it was gorgeous perfect she looked amazing yes um beautiful makeup beautiful hair saying Nothing Compares to You, which Prince wrote, um, and then later became a hit for, a number one hit on the Hot 100 for Shane O'Connor. And um, she, uh, it was pretty evident, I think midway through the song, she was crying. Um, her eye, her, she was teary-eyed. And she finishes the song, and then, surprise, out comes Stevie Wonder yeah. with a purple scarf. And they sing Purple Rain together. Backed by amazing like gospel singers, yeah, it, yeah, and and then the whole the the audience they all have light up armbands that turn purple, and everyone's singing along and they're clapping. And I thought it was a cool moment. I have to say, my favorite part about it was um, how they started the performance with uh, Prince's intro to "Let's Go Crazy." Oh yeah, Jelly Beloved. And then they they the entire time had these amazing Prince photos going behind them. And it was, and her performance was very stripped down. Like it was just about the words of that song. Nothing compares to you. And I thought the whole thing put the focus squarely on Prince. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't a vanity performance for Madonna or Stevie. It was like let's all together, the audience, sing along and celebrate Prince. Uh, yeah, I th- I think uh, yes, all those things. Yes. Um, well, I think those were probably like the three kind of like big moments of the night. Kesha and Rihanna, by the way, Kesha and Rihanna both, I had, I thought two of their best vocals I've ever heard from either of them. I thought both sounded amazing. Obviously both were very different performances. Kesha's was this, you know, big triumphant return to the stage. And Rihanna did a song from Anti that people, you know. album cut. Yeah. And, and she killed it. Like uh, Bruno Mars tweeted during the show, like. Just like like Rihanna killing it with the swag or something like she just nailed it. Like I I don't think I've ever heard a better vocal from her live. Um, oh, Demi Lovato was pretty great. Yes, too. and she made a statement with her shirt. She had the half male, half female like bathroom logo on her shirt to support all the anti LGBT laws. And yeah, and uh, yeah, and and gender neutral bathrooms and all that. So I, that was pretty cool. And she was great. And, you know, and, it's t- and considering that she was assigned or chosen or whatever to do a song that is uh, effectively a year old, I was like, she's probably just like, it's about to be summer. Yeah, let's, like let's do cool for the summer. Do, she's like, I'm about to go on tour with Nick Jonas. Yeah, let's do cool for the summer. Exactly. Um, any uh, are we are we missing a big performance? I mean, probably there were probably. a lot. The Go Go's were super fun. It was Go-Go's great to have great. them on the show. Uh, yeah, I honestly like there wasn't a bad one. Fifth Harmony danced their asses off. Blake Shelton and Gwen Stefani. Oh, on that was together. my mom loved that one. Oh, your mom loved she, it. She loved it. She loved their uh, loving eyes looking at each other the entire time. They embraced at the end. Yes. They, they held on to one another. Yes, they did. Everyone, I think, was probably hoping for something more. I'm like, nope, you're going to save that for offstage. That was great. Um, well, um, what are some of the things that we did not see on TV, Katie? Because I know you wrote a story, like like a number of things that you did not see on TV backstage and around. What were some things that you, off the top of your head, remember that uh, were well, not seen? Uh, we sort of mentioned that we had Celine backstage and, and we talked to her a little bit about the Madonna tribute. We actually, or the Prince tribute from Madonna, uh, we actually witnessed her watching the tribute backstage, like wrapped by it. 
and and staring at the screen, like just taking a break from all interviews, photos, etc., to just be able to watch that performance. Oh wow! And that's why when our coworker Shira interviewed her, she said she in, like introduced it with, "We just watched you watch this tribute, like you know, talk to us about you know Madonna's performance." And uh, also, uh, Celine has been doing Purple Rain in her Vegas set for that's like right. the last year, like before Prince died, and they apparently were um, friends and. Prince, like, apparently was asking Celine what it was like to perform in Vegas. So, sorry to bring that up because that probably means he was considering that and that would have been incredible. Prince doing a residency. I guess I guess he'd previously done some sort of short-term stint in Vegas because um, uh, Elton John, uh, after Prince died, Elton John perf- was performing in Vegas. When he and, did the red piano thing? There, uh, yeah. yeah. And Elton gave a story. Similar. Said, said a story of just like, oh, um, you know, Prince and I used to be, uh, you know, sort of hotel mates here in Vegas when he was playing Vegas. And because he basically explained, it's like, when they put you up here, you're in like a big like apartment at the top of like a hotel. You're living in a hotel. Yeah. He's like, when I would be going out to go play tennis at like eight in the morning, Prince would be rolling in from a long night and we would like, you know, exchange pleasantries and say hi to one another and, you know, hang out in the hallway. And then I'd go out for a day, and he'd be going home yeah. in the morning, and and it was just a funny story. And then you know he played. Uh, I guess that's why they call it the blues. Um, so that was incredible to see her back there, and then to hear this Prince story. Uh, also, I gave Kiki Palmer a box lunch backstage. Oh, <laughs> because we were she was at her photo lounge, and she uh, passes by me and our coworker Stephanie, and she's like, "Where'd that food come from?" And I was like, "You want?" some like and mm-hmm. she went into the other photo lounge and I went and got her a box lunch and when she came out she was like super excited about getting a ham sandwich so wow <laughs> there you go I have to say and this is going to sound ridiculous um when we say box lunch what happens is at these events uh folks that are listening um when you're invited press generally and you're covering an event that you know where you're trapped backstage for like hours on end. They usually provide you with some sort of meal, yeah. And it's usually a box, and inside said box is some sort of turkey and cheese, ham. It's pretty thing. much always a sandwich, a cookie, a cookie, um, an apple or orange, yeah, a bag of chips, a bag of chips, yeah. And then they'll have like um, a, a thing of like waters or like soda pop, yeah, yeah. And 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 they've gotten better lately where the sandwiches will actually they'll have the vegetables on the sandwich separately wrapped so they're not all soggy and so, weird so it's not soggy and weird this is what the people want to know about isn't it this is backstage stuff by and the way it was a delicious sandwich i was gonna say year. the food <laughs> all the box lunches that we had yeah at the t-mobile were all actually pretty darn good thank you t-mobile for Th- feeding us well thanks t-mobile and depart productions <laughs> for your for your pretty darn good food <laughs> we appreciate it um any other uh, like what we didn't see backstage moments you know uh, i mean britney rolling through was a cool experience our um, co-worker denise was actually in the crowd too and she was feeding me a lot of great stuff um mm. from the crowd and uh she actually she was the one that saw kind of the uh, the offstage like hug and walking off stage hand in hand of blake and gwen after their performance oh. and yeah, it was. Uh, we we had eyes all over T-Mobile Arena. Um, well, uh, I covered the red carpet, um, the blazingly warm red eighty carpet. degree plus you red know, carpet. It was it was eighty allegedly, um, but it was like direct sunlight yeah. with no clouds. Yeah, and a finch, and that was for like the first half of the carpet. The second half of the carpet, the the sun went behind the building, and we got shade on our on our spot on the carpet. And I'm not complaining about the carpet because I know I'm I'm incredibly um, 
uh, fortunate that I get to have the job that I have and I get to do the things that I get to do. I'm only complaining about the heat. Um, <laughs> because I wasn't wearing a jacket because I purposely, I'm like, I was going to think, I was thinking about wearing a vest. I'm like, no, I'm just going to wear a shirt oh, and tie. smart move. And I get there and I'm standing there and I'm literally, like, we're only like 15 minutes into it and I'm li- I feel the sweat dripping down my back. Like, it's just that hot. Um, our coworker Ty was wearing a three-piece suit. Coworker Ty was also on a live stream, like, ho- co-hosting. It. Like, he had other things to worry about. <laughs> than sweating? Other than sweating? <laughs> also, all that sweat would have been hidden by a jacket. It was just a glow on screen. Yeah, he was dewy. But from the carpet, um, some of my favorite moments were talking to Fifth Harmony. Yeah. Um, I think I counted up. This is the seventh time that I've spoke to Fifth Harmony wow. on a red carpet. Um, the first time I talked to them was at the 2013 Radio Disney Awards. Wow, good memory. Um, well, I, I looked this up. Um, <laughs> and right, Was that like right after X Factor? Was well, it 2012 X Factor? X Factor wrapped in December of 2012. Yeah. Or, yeah. And they formed in, well, July 20, July 27th, 2012. That was right. they, during boot camp. We and know this. That's why their album is called 727. Um, but talking to them just because it, it was one of those things where talent, an artist, will sometimes recognize you. Sometimes they won't. Um, it'll take them a second to remember you. Yeah. And so when they all came up, um, Camila was just like, hey, and like remembered from our pop shop interview. From yep. earlier, she, she, remembered she came who right I was. into the L.A. office. Yep. And um, and they all kind of, I think, remembered who I was. Yeah. I mean, they always love Billboard. Yeah. Um, but we actually talked to them for a really, like, a nice long time. I, I talked to each individual lady. And Ty Dolla Sign came up during Showed the up, interview. Which was a great moment. You can watch this video on Billboard's YouTube channel. Um, it was really sweet, too, because uh, he said the reason he wanted to work with the ladies was because his little daughter loves them. Yeah. And they didn't, they, they seemed like they hadn't heard that story before. Like, Allie seemed, like, really touched by it. Like, oh, like, what's your daughter's name? Like, let's shout her out. And it was really, really cute. They couldn't be, like... An- they, honestly, every time they talk to us, they are so nice and yeah. so pleasant yeah. and so bubbly. And I'm just so happy that they're actually having like full on legit success. success. You know? Yeah. It's so yeah, cool. Yeah, like Worth It was like that slow burn and it crawled its way up. And then, then they like got rewarded. Like Work From Home is like a legitimate like hit out the gate. It's number one on the pop songs airplane Number one this, this week. week, pop songs. Yeah. Um, and then also on the carpet, um, talking to uh, Sean Mendez. Um, who turns 18 in August. Still a baby. Still just a wee small child. <laughs> um, Sean was lovely. Um, and it was like, we actually talked a lot before we were actually on camera. Like we, cause we were trying, we were like killing time before and he was like waiting to come up and I'm just like chatting with him and his publicist. His publicist, by the way, is Benny Tarantini, who is also the publicist for ACDC and Adele. Adele, yeah. So <laughs> I'm just like, Strange bedfellows, y'all keep. <laughs> um, and who else? I, I love talking to the Go-Go's. Uh, who else? You got a really big star. Um, a little Ariana Grande oh, action. Yeah. Ariana Grande. She was the very last person we talked to. Yes. Um, and like when she was doing press at the end, like they were like breaking down the carpet. They were like done. That's amazing. <clears throat> she made time. Yeah. And um, the the pub. I was. All of us were surprised that she was stopping to do press. And I think. Partially, it was just because she's like, they just put out an album. Yeah. And they're trying to make sure that they talk to the press about the new album. And um, the publicist, and this is what normally happens, especially if they're pressed for time, a publicist will will kind of motion to you like two questions or just one question. Like, we we don't have a lot of time. And they said two questions. 
And I think I, I, I really only asked one question. Yeah, you were like having a conversation with her. And yes. so like there was a back and forth. And I think they mistook that for like, oh, OK, there's your two questions. Yeah, I'm like, mm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we had we, we had an exchange where she I mean, she's on the current cover of Billboard yeah, magazine. Yeah. And we, yeah, had, yeah. we joked around about she, she's like, yeah, you'll look great in a towel. I'm like, no, really, I think you would. <laughs> um, and then we talked about just the release of the new album. And then the, uh, they were like, OK, kind of like telling me that, that it's time to go. And I'm like, well, no, she she's on the Hot 100 Fest. I'm like, she. I'm like, you, you're on the Hot 100 <laughs> Fest. And it was so funny because it took me a moment to like get the question out because I wanted to ask her about headlining our Hot 100 Festival. Right. And she started to answer the question and I took the mic back. I'm like, that took me a second. She's like, no, 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 you got there. It's all right. It was, a, I thought it was hilarious. No, it was cute. So um, go watch that online. Uh, billboard.com slash videos, plural. You well, can see all the videos from Sunday in addition to some like little highlights from performances, et cetera. Yeah. And you can also, um, if for some reason you don't want to go there, you can go to youtube.com slash billboard. Exactly. Um, but go to that first one first because you'll see more there actually. <laughs> um, I think it's time for our guest interview. I think it is too. Uh, we talked to Troy Savon, who was uh, Kia's one to watch on the Billboard Music Awards. Um, Keith was also Kia's one yeah. to watch at the Billboard Awards. I hope Pop Shop listeners were watching the show and saw that uh, Keith was featured in the intro package for Troy's performance on Sunday. It was it was pretty great. Yeah, I was on TV. Yes, and yeah. we we were all backstage watching it together, and we applauded him. It was very cute. Oh well. Um, yeah, so I was in the I was in the introductory package to his performance on uh, the Billboard Music Awards. Um, but we also just love Troy. Um, on the day before the Billboard Music Awards, we talked to him how uh, about how he was feeling in the run up to his performance, um, his upcoming Suburbia tour, which starts on October sixteenth uh, in San Francisco, and he talked a little bit about, or well, he didn't really. He teased how there's a new single coming from his album Blue Neighborhood, but he couldn't say what it is. I think I know what it is, but I'm, I'm I don't think I'm allowed to say anything. You should share your guesses on Twitter. Let us know. Yeah. Do you have a guess? Yeah. Like, what's Troy's next single? At Keith underscore Caulfield. Yeah. And at Troy Savant. Yes. Let's see. Let's see. <laughs> Bother him. Let's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hit him up. Um, so here's our interview with uh, Troy Savant. My use is yours. Run away now and forever. My use. My use is yours. Welcome back Thank to the Billboard so Pop Shop Podcast, Troy Savon. How's it going? I'm good, and I'm going to tell you now to put the mic a little bit closer to you. Sorry, yes. Just because it's so loud in here. Yeah. We're actually recording this backstage at the Billboard Music Awards. If you listen very closely, you can hear Ariana Grande killing her sound check. She sounds amazing. If you hear like the a, a very loud, clear voice, it's Ariana Grande. Yeah, just like nailing every note. Um... I'm excited because I feel like we have like a symbiotic relationship now. Yeah. Because we're we're both featured in a Kia One to Watch video series. Right. Except I'm I'm just merely a supporter. Yeah, but you said some very very nice things. All so true things. Thank you so much. It thank wasn't scripted. meant a lot. None of that stuff was scripted. That Good. was all me. I'm glad. Thank you. No, it was really really nice to see you in that. Thanks. Um, are you? I mean, people are going to hear this after the show is already aired. Oh, okay. But. I mean, we can talk about it as if it hasn't happened yet. Okay. So how are you doing right now in terms of the nerves? Are you just like, yeah, I'm fine. Right now, I'm actually okay, yeah. I think, you know what, It's it's been such a weird thing. I, I've i been through already, like over just over the last couple of weeks, a roller coaster of, you know, feeling like super, super incredibly nervous and petrified and then being like completely chill about it. And right. I think I've kind of met in the middle somewhere where I'm like embracing the butterflies, but as well, I think I've accepted in my head I've just decided I'm not going to be like cripplingly, cripplingly nervous. You know, I, you I just have to kind of have faith that like I'm here for a reason and this is supposed to be happening in this very moment. And 
just like enjoy it you know it's like it's a nice moment yeah it's, 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 it's a really really nice moment i think when i was like researching it i think it was like the first time that you've been on like prime time tv in america it's my first award. i've never even been to an award show bull you've never been to a single award show nope that's amazing and now yeah now this is happening <laughs> wow yeah nice. it's, it's, all right i'm glad that we can be the first no yeah thank you and yeah. this is the best one obviously so um yeah um, and you have other stuff happening too. The the tour that you just announced went on sale a few days ago. Yes, the Sibelia um, tour. And uh, how is the difference going to be from the next tour to the one that we just wrapped up a, like a month or two ago? Yeah, so it's going to be a lot of the same music. Um, we're going to, of course, you know, I think the thing that's so exciting to me about touring is that it's really, really new to me. And so the growth for me, I played my first show maybe like 10 months ago now or something like that, nine months ago. And so to think back to that to now and to think like just how much i feel like i grow every single show i've learned more in the last like 10 months about myself and about humans and about yeah. like music and and life than like i've learned in the the rest of my entire life so i am just excited to kind of show that off and, and keep growing and keep stepping it up and i really really if all goes to plan this next show will be like a complete huge step up from the last one Last question, because I know you have to go. Um, Youth um, was your first big single on the radio. Right. Is there word on what the next single will be? Do we know yet? There is, and it's so exciting. I can't tell you because I don't know when we're announcing this. You can announce it right now. No, no you can't. I don't think I can. There's but, like publicists um, and handlers looking at me like they want to stab me. Yeah, they're like having heart attacks. No, but they're I... They're all like, wrap it up, hurry up. I'll tell you afterwards because it's okay. really, really exciting. So everyone listening to this, tweet me. And we'll tell no. you later. No, okay, no, you don't. No, don't do that. Okay, I'm no, not it's you fine. Anymore. He's not going to tell me anything now. All right, Troy, I'm going to let you go. Thanks so Thank much. Thank you so much. Thank you again to Troy Savan for taking out a, a little bit of his time on a very busy weekend to talk to us. Um, now. It's time for our chart side of the week. All right. On May 25th, 1996. Woo! 20 years ago. Truly. What? The Fugees uh, topped the Billboard 200 chart with their breakthrough second album, The Score. Powered by the hit single Killing Me Softly, which was a cover of Roberta Flack's classic track, the album would garner a Grammy nomination for Album of the Year and become the biggest selling hip hop release of 1996. The score would prove to be the final album for the trio, as the three members all went on to pursue their own solo careers. Lauren Hill went on to great success with her solo debut, The Miseducation of Lauren Hill while Wyclef, Sean, and Praz also released solo projects to varying degrees of success. So yes, back in 1996, the Fugees were... You're killing me that it's 20 years ago. Killing that was, I was a freshman. Yeah, you're killing me softly. Killing me softly? Uh, yeah, I was a freshman in high school when that song came out. It's a long time ago. Man, oh man. Strumming my pain. Such, it's such a good song. And I'm embarrassed to say I did not know the Roberta Flack version when that version came out. And I, then I learned it after the fact. A lot of people didn't. Yeah. It's a great way of discovering new music. Yes. It's also, it was a beautiful cover. Yes. Um, well, that's uh, your chart side of the week. Uh, and uh, I don't know if I said the outro. So there you go. There's your chart side of the week. Woo! Yay! Fuji's. All right. We'll be back next week. Um, Katie, do you have any parting words? I, I hope I have a voice next week to share with all of you. But thanks for listening to this one. Um, what song should we go out on? Oh, man. Killing Me Softly? I mean, yes. Great. Let's go out with Killing Me Softly from the Fugees. Bye. Bye. Bye.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.